Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 5 of Soul Food where we're going to look at anger, this fiery desire within us that makes us react to people in a negative way. Uh, and my prayer for all of us, for you and myself and, and the entire ummah inshallah is that as we're continuing in this blessed month of Ramadan that our character is becoming more refined and that our hearts are becoming softer and that these reminders and these lessons are touching us at a deeper level because as we mentioned in previous episodes the point of soul food, the point of this entire journey and the point of Ramadan is to improve in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to come out of Ramadan in a much better state than how we entered. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His assistance and that He purifies our nufus, that He purifies our souls and our uh, lower selves because He is the one who can purify and He is the one who guides subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this episode, looking at anger, we're going to look at the blameworthiness of anger, why anger is a problem why it's something that we need to work on within ourselves. We're also going to look at the importance of avoiding extremes, that when we look at virtues and vices, that every vice, when you look at it, any blameworthy quality, any bad quality that Allah and His Messenger have taught us about is essentially an equality that is out of harmony. It's out of balance and it's an extreme. And then we're going to end by looking at the beautiful example of our Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his forbearance, his tranquility, the way that he would deal with anger in situations that most human beings would get very angry in. So let's look at the blameworthiness of anger. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says in the Quran, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ إِذْ جَعَلَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ الْحَمِيَّةَ حَمِيَّةَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةَ فَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ سَكِينَتَهُ عَلَىٰ رَسُولِهِ وَعَلَىٰ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Fatih, uh, Surah number 48, verse 26, While the disbelievers had fury in their hearts, the fury of ignorance, God sent His tranquility down onto His Messenger and the believers. It's a beautiful ayah and it teaches us that tranquility is meant to be the adornment of the believer that when other people are getting enraged and angry and perturbed in the world that you as a believer as someone who is connected to the divine subhanahu wa ta'ala sublime and exalted that you need to be someone who is characterized by tranquility and it's funny because unfortunately let's just be honest if you look at the way that muslims are perceived a lot of times, 
you know, they're perceived as being angry people, right? And, and the reality is that we're called to actually rise above that egotistical anger and be people who are adorned by the quality of sakina, of tranquility. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse describes that the disbelievers were full of fury, they were full of anger, and that anger is related to ignorance, hamiyat al-jahiliyyah, the fury of ignorance, of jahiliyyah, that the response, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put upon His Messenger and those who are following Him was tranquility. So even in the face of someone getting angry at you or someone being ignorant with you, you're expected to try to the best of your ability to be in a state of tranquility. And it's not easy. Like it's very difficult. But this is, this is a reminder. This is what we're working on. This is what we're trying to achieve. There was a man who came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, O Messenger of Allah, give me a piece of advice. Counsel me. And the Prophet ﷺ said, do not get angry. And then he said, okay, well, give me another piece of advice. Once again, he said, do not get angry. A third time, give me another piece of advice. And the Prophet ﷺ repeated the same advice. Do not get angry. In other words, what he was telling this man and, and all of us by extension is not that don't get angry. Some people say, well, man, like never to get angry? That's hard. That's impossible. Like I, I'm dealing with it all the time and, you know, someone gets on your nerves. How are you supposed to feel nothing? That's not what the Prophet is calling us to do. What it means is by don't get angry is don't let anger control you. Don't let yourself become overtaken by the feelings of anger. Because when anger takes over, your intellect and your better judgment takes a back seat. So now anger has kind of... And then when people are angry, we've seen this, right? Like I know I've experienced this, I'm sure you have. When you get angry, you say things that you normally wouldn't say. You do things that you might normally not do. So training ourselves, the Prophet ﷺ is encouraging us and telling us that you have to control that anger not to let it overtake you. And I know that, you know, when I see someone who gets angry, their face changes. That, that someone who normally looks like a pleasant person, a kind person, a nice person, that when they become angry, their, their face distorts and they look scary. They look like a completely different person. So even when we see anger, because we don't see ourselves when we're angry, right? But when we see someone who's angry, it kind of uh, affects us and it's just like, wow, this, this person even looks different. So it's something that we need to control and it's something that needs to be understood properly and put in its proper place. The Prophet ﷺ, when he was talking to the Sahaba, he challenged sort of their, their cognitive frame. And he asked them, you know, who, who would you consider a mighty person? Who would you consider someone who's strong? He said, someone who can, you know, someone who can overcome other people physically. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Laysa Shadidu Bisurha, that a mighty person is not someone who's mighty because they can fight people, because they can overcome people physically. That the mighty person, the, the person who is truly mighty, is the person who can control himself when angry. 
that a person is actually strong. And look how he's changing the, the way that they're thinking, right? When we think of someone strong, we usually think of someone who gets angry. And when they get angry, we get scared of them being angry because they can overwhelm people easily. And the Prophet ﷺ is saying, that's not a strong person. That's a physically, you know, physically strong person, but they're not really strong. The truly mighty person is someone who can control themselves when they get angry. If you can control yourself when you're angry, then you have a deep and powerful sense of control. You're able to control your nafs and you're able to control your anger, then you are a truly mighty person. And, you know, this is the kind of uh, perspective that we need to have. This is the perspective that the Prophet ﷺ is teaching us. It's not just someone who can beat people up or someone who is intimidating. It might be someone who uh, appears to be very calm and very uh, uh, humble and very unintimidating, very unassuming. But if they're the kind of person who can control their nafs, then they're mighty in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now when we talk about things like anger or any virtue or vice, we have to understand that in a way where we avoid extremes. So scholars, they say that virtues, you know, these qualities that are beloved to Allah and His Messenger, they always lie in the middle between two extremes. And that Islam is always about that middle path that harmony, that balance. And we have to understand what that middle path is between two extremes. So when we look at something like anger, for example, what we're talking about is an egotistical anger that is very selfish and very uncontrolled. Uh, and it, that is an extreme. That's an extreme human reaction. The opposite extreme of that kind of anger, which is also blameworthy, which is also something that's not pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is not a healthy sense of, of self, is having complete apathy. Someone who has no feelings and doesn't care about anything at all. That's an opposite extreme. These are both blameworthy. Now, if there's a balance between the two, it is being upset when bad things happen. So, for example, when someone is starving or someone's homeless or someone's oppressed that the the feeling of being upset and displeased with that wrong in the world with that person's hunger or that person's need or that kind of wrong that they've suffered that kind of displeasure is a healthy sense of of being upset that's not the kind of anger we're talking about. The anger we're talking about is when it goes into an extreme that uh, becomes blameworthy, where a person isn't in control of themselves. And even when someone is upset for the right reasons, and there are reasons that one can be upset, like we mentioned, even if you're upset for the right reasons, you have to express that displeasure properly. And that even when a believer is angry, they have to have tranquility and composure. That a believer is never someone who just lets everything, every emotion take over their intellect. That even when there's a legitimate reason to be upset, that that anger or that displeasure has to be expressed in the proper way with a sense of tranquility and composure. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in the Quran. 
وعباد الرحمن الذين يمشون على الأرض هونا وإذا خاطبهم الجاهلون قالوا سلاما And the servants of the most merciful are those who walk humbly upon the earth. They don't walk with arrogance. They don't walk with a sense of power or a sense of superiority above other people. They walk with a sense of humility. They're humble. وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَنِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنًا وَإِذَا خَاطَبُهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ And if ignorant people address them, and insult them, and get on their nerves, or whatever it may be, what is their response? قَالُوا salama. They say peace. They say peace. They're composed. They're in control of their feelings and their responses. When we look at the Prophet Muhammad and his level of composure, and his level of forbearance, and his control of his anger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when it was against him personally, it's amazing, it's miraculous. His character, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was a, was a miracle in and of itself. There's no doubt about that. There was a man who came to him. Just imagine this. Like if this happened to any one of us, I know if it happened to me, I would be extremely upset. Like I don't know how I would actually react. Because it's, it's easy to talk, talk about it in theory. But the Prophet ﷺ, he went through this and this was his actual reaction. That a man came to him who was collecting his debt. So the, the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, borrowed some money from him. So the man came before the deadline of the debt. So they agreed that he would pay him back on a particular date. This man came before that date and he grabbed the Prophet ﷺ by his cloak and he pulled it around his neck to the point with so much force that it left a mark on the Prophet's neck like he was being extremely aggressive, right? With the Prophet. And he said, where's my money that you owe me? Because I know you sons of Abdul Muttalib, you don't pay your debts on time. So he came early, he physically was aggressive with the Prophet and then he insulted his grandfather and his relatives by saying, you don't you and your family you don't pay your debts on time so look at how many levels of you know aggressiveness and how ignorant this man treated the prophet so much so that those around the prophet who witnessed this were overcome with a sense of anger like how dare you speak to the prophet this way but what was the prophet's response he said do not you know, do not threaten this man. Do not say anything bad to this man. The most you could say to him is to ask in a better way. And you could also advise me to return the debt that I owe in a good way. And the Prophet was completely composed. And he didn't mistreat the man. He didn't insult the man back. And he told one of his companions, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, to go get the amount that was owed to the man and he gave it to him and the man said that he was one of the uh, rabbis of medina and he said i saw all of the qualities of prophethood in the prophet muhammad except one of the ones that i needed to test and that's why i did this was that the more ignorantly you treat him the more forbearant he responds and i have witnessed that quality within him now 
And I bear witness that there is no God but God and that Muhammad is the messenger of God and he became Muslim. Look at the composure of the Prophet. I mean, when we're able to control our anger, when we have that kind of spiritual refinement, it has a miraculous effect on the hearts around us. That is the Prophet Muhammad and that's how we have to be or aspire to be. And when we do that, so much healing will take place in the world. So we'll end here with a call to action. And this call to action is an advice from the Prophet Muhammad himself. And that is that when you get angry, the next time you get angry, just remain silent or walk away. If someone gets on your nerves, if someone is rude to you, someone's mean to you, and you feel that your anger is overtaking you and taking over your better judgment, at that moment, it's not easy, but at that moment, just remain silent. Or if that's too difficult, just walk away until you regain your composure. And when you regain your composure, then you can either respond in a way that's productive to that person if you choose to respond at all. But the call to action is that the next time you get angry, just remain silent or walk away. So that is the conclusion of this episode of Soul Food. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us pure hearts and refine our character and grant us the beautiful characteristics and qualities embodied in the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jazakumullah kul khair for listening once again. Please remember us in your duas. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.